Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of The Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today is our very special guest, Brian Boero. He is the co-founder as well as CEO of 1000 Watt. He is a former Inman president, um, been involved in our real estate industry for many, many, many years. And he is also our keynote speaker at the upcoming Broker Summit, which is happening in Columbus in October, so make sure to check that out um, if you haven't already. Brian, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Allison. I'm I'm really grateful to be here. Yeah, we're super excited to um, have you on today because you are going to give us a little preview as to what you are going to be presenting on during the Broker Summit, which I'm super excited about. And I just think it's really good to just get these checks onto where we are in this industry, where we are right now, and where we're headed, and how and why and, and in what ways as realtors we can respond to kind of where we are now and what's up and coming in the future. And who better to kind of talk about this than you, Brian? So super excited to have you on today and, and to be having you as our keynote speaker at the Broker Summit in October. But before we get started on that, I have to ask our signature question that I ask all of the guests who join me on the podcast, which is since the show is called The Real View, I would like to know what is the best view that you've ever seen? Well, does it have to be a view from a house? <laughs> it does not. <laughs> there is no oh. restrictions um, on this question. Well, I could totally put that as a, as a restriction. That would be a good one. Um, it does not have to involve a house. The best view that I've ever, and I do this every year, I live in California, and every year we go up to the mountains near Lake Tahoe, and there is a, a mountain or set of mountains called the Sierra Buttes. And on top of these incredibly tall and steep peaks is an old fire uh, lookout station. And you have to take these rickety stairs up to the top, and it's really quite nerve-wracking to go up there. But once you're on top of that, you have panoramic views of pretty much everything. And um, you don't want to look down because you're basically got nothing below you. You're on metal grates, but the view is worth the anxiety. And um, yes, you get to see everything from all angles way up high. Never ceases to be thrilling. That's awesome. Do you go up there every time you visit Tahoe or does it kind of just, you know, when you feel like it type thing? Almost every time, yeah, and it's uh, it's about a two hour hike straight up, and it's um, it's good exercise. Yeah, absolutely, and worth it at the end. I always like an exercise with a view, right? There's there's <laughs> nothing better <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you, thanks, um, thanks for sharing that, and and very cool. And um, it's always nice to imagine these places that um, that you all describe, and, and looks and sounds very very beautiful. 
I want to hear a little bit about you, what you do, um, what your business does. What has your career journey been like? I know you've been, as I mentioned, so involved in our industry for, for so many years, involved in numerous different ways and capacities. But I kind of want to hear your story. What, what got you to where you are today? How you got started in real estate? Is this always something that you wanted to do? Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, sure. I've been around the real estate industry for 25 years, and I started right out of school, and I had no intention of um, ending up in real estate. I'm glad I ended up here, but that was not my intention. Um, I wanted to be in politics, and I have two degrees in political science. What I found in politics, I know this is going to be shocking, is um, the people weren't all that great. (laughs) Rough business. So I worked a bunch of campaigns, um, all of that type of stuff. And I kind of got pretty cynical and burnt out quickly. And at that time, I was kind of networking around the California state capitol and encountered Brad Inman. Brad Inman is the uh, founder of Inman News, um, which I'm sure many of your listeners uh, are familiar with. And Brad uh, started out his career as a journalist and was working for the Los Angeles Times uh, reporting from Sacramento. So I crossed paths with Brad. And at that point, he said, um, hey, I'm starting this uh, online news service focused on on real estate. And he offered me a job and I in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is where I was from. And at that point, I just said, yeah, sure, let's do it. Politics is gross. And, uh, you know, uh, let's let's do it. And that was 1997. And I stayed at Inman eight years, ended up running the company, which was a tremendous experience for me, then ran a software company in real estate for about three years. And then after that, started Thousand Watt, which was 2007. So it's been 15 years doing this. And Thousand Watt is a strategy and creative agency. So we work with real estate brands, real estate brokerages, mortgage companies, title companies, real estate tech companies. And we sort of help them figure out their marketing and brand strategy and what to do and who they are and all of that stuff. And then we do the creative work that brings that to life. So anyway, that's my, that's my real estate career in a nutshell. And also, um, you know, you, you do speaking, which is kind of how, you know, we were led to, to the show today is you're going to be at our broker summit in October presenting on how to succeed in strange times as our keynote speaker, which like I mentioned in, in the intro, I just think it's so important that we spend this time to to check in on where the industry is and where it's going. And you're going to give us a little bit of insight into what you will be presenting on. And, and for those individuals who may not be brokers or who may not be attending the um, upcoming summit, you'll be able to share today um, a little bit about what they should know um, in today's market, where it's headed and ways that we can deal with it, which I think is is really cool. Maybe let's just start at the beginning. Where does the industry stand today? Well, uh, I'm really looking forward to coming out for the Broker Summit. Uh, Since I uh, was invited to do this, I think times have become even stranger. Yes. And you know, it's so funny because we scheduled this, you know, a few weeks ago and already from like where we've scheduled it to recording this episode now, I mean, things have changed so much. And I'm sure from the time this episode um, is released to when you're going to be presenting um, in October, it's going to change more. But I think that's, you know, kind of a little bit of just being in this world. Yeah, for sure. And I think what what really makes time strange right now, and I'll talk about this more at the summit, is, you know, look, if you go back 25 years, 
since roughly the time that the first real estate listings went on the internet, right? And you look back over that period, say from 1995 to 2019-ish, okay? You know, we're constantly being told everything's changing, technology, money, smart people are coming in and they're disrupting the industry and they're changing everything. I actually think, and I believe that not a hell, heck of a lot actually changed during those 25 years, right? The way people buy and sell a house is largely the same. The way that uh, realtors get paid is largely the same. More people than ever, both on the list side and the buy side, use a realtor in their transaction. And we have more realtors than ever in the United States of America. Um, so what really changed? Not much. Zillow, Realtor.com, digital signatures, all this stuff. Like Some things have definitely come that have made the experience a little bit different. But at the end of the day, things didn't change a whole heck of a lot. If you step back from all the you know, fear and hype and all that type of stuff. And I would say, arguably, I've sometimes made this case that... Um, you know, if you imagine, you know, let's say me as a home buyer in 1992, let's say before all this stuff came to be, and that process for me versus the journey I would go through now in 2022, uh, supposedly being empowered by all these great technologies and data at my fingertips, I actually think, arguably, that the experience for me as a home buyer is worse than it was 30 years ago. All of that being said, what has happened in the last three years or so is that the, the real estate industry seems to be actually in the process of changing. For the first time in, like you said, 30-ish years, right? Right. So we have, and I think many of your listeners are probably well aware of these things, you have entirely new ways to sell a house buy buyers, you have new ways to buy or finance a house, higher power buyers. You have all kinds of things that have, have sort of begun to structurally change the way the transaction actually works, the way realtors get paid, fundamentally how home buyers or sellers may approach their real estate journey. And when that starts to happen, not that it's going to take over the industry tomorrow, I'm not saying that, but I think it is time for real estate practitioners, whether you're an agent or a broker, to kind of start paying attention. Um, and by paying attention, what I'm talking about is really focusing on how do you articulate the value that you deliver? How are you different from every other broker or agent? And let's face it, there are 1.55 million members of the National Association of Realtors out there. It's a lot of realtors in America, more than ever. Mm -hmm. Same in Ohio. I know we. This is the highest membership levels. You know, we've kind of seen all time. Yeah, right. Even higher than say two thousand and five before the the crash. So the challenge is okay. If consumer behavior is starting to change and people are doing it in new ways, it seems like a good time to figure out how you're different from every other realtor. What do you do that others can't do or won't do? And to really up your game in terms of articulating your value. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about is very practical things for how to better prepare yourself for a next two, five, 10, 30 years, where I expect, unlike the previous 25 or 30, things will actually change. 
But how do you how do you make sure that you you come out of that looking good rather than not so good? Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to to kind of hear some ways, tools and tips that that um, realtors can be able to do that and start doing it now. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. How long do you think until they're actually into effect? I know you said, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to happen right away, but um, kind of what is the timeline you think that that we're looking at when um, I know we're, we're saying, you know, you should start preparing yourselves now um, so that you're ready when it does. But what do you think the timeline is going to be for this? Oh, I think that real estate will always change slowly. So I don't think anything is going to happen precipitously. But I think in the case that I will make is, is that fundamentally we are seeing consumer behavior change in ways that we have not seen in the last 25 years. And when that happens, it's time to pay attention. I do think that the shift that's going on in the market, I don't know how things are across Ohio right now, but nationally, obviously what we're seeing is a slowdown. And um, that seems entirely predictable based on what happened over the last 18 months where things were so fast and so hot. We sold so many homes at such velocity, of course, right? There's nowhere to go, but you know, down from there, I think that introduces a really added twist to the story because you do have so many practitioners and we're going to have fewer transactions this year. And we're going to have some price declines, right? We're going to have nominal, you know, depreciations in home values. We're going to have that, right? And that adds a little bit of added pressure uh, within the industry ecosystem. And it introduces really what I would call sort of an environment of scarcity, meaning we have more mouths to feed than than ever, but the pie is going to get smaller at the same time that we have all these other weird things with I buying and power buying and big lenders, huge lenders getting into real estate brokerage. There's a lot of people that are trying to jump in here and figure out ways to do the real estate thing differently. So that's what I mean by times have gotten even stranger. And I'm not a market analyst or an economist. I can't predict what's going to happen. My thing is I'm a strategist and a marketer. And so I look at it through that lens. And so what can you do to to strengthen yourself in light of all these things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things too you're going to be talking about is is positioning and the importance of positioning yourself in the right spot in order not only to deal with these changes, but also to really succeed and thrive um, in the mix, midst of such strange times. What advice do you have for realtors in, in how they should be positioning themselves um, and differentiating? I know you're going to go into that quite a bit at the presentation, but what about positioning? What does that look like and how can realtors be good at that? Sometimes I say, you know, ABD, always be different. Most real estate marketing, Allison, is terrible. It just is. 
And the way that, in my observation, many agents and brokers have operated or figured out what to do when it comes to their marketing and branding and messaging is to look around, right? So what is everybody else doing? Or what is super successful person over there doing? And then they do the same thing. And what that does is it makes everybody kind of look the same. Everybody does the same just listing, just sold postcards. Everybody has the same stuff on their website. Everybody shows up on the same testimonial sites and gets five stars. And what it looks like out there is this undifferentiated mass of people where at the end of the day, why are you better and how are you unique than all of these other thousands and thousands of practitioners? The trick in terms of positioning is to figure out, well, what are the things that you do specifically? And they can be small things better than anybody else. What neighborhoods do you specialize and know better than anybody else in your neighborhood? What things do you do for your buyers or sellers that other agents or most other agents aren't doing, either because they don't want to do them or they haven't thought of them? And so go through what you do with a fine-tooth comb, pick out the things that are different, even in small ways, and that is the point of departure for your marketing not looking around and, and just trying to figure out what everybody else is doing and doing that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and no. That's a little bit vague. And I have some specific exercises to help people get at that, right? Uh, one of which I'll share it here is, you know, we, we do this in our work with clients, right? And it works for big companies as well as an individual realtor, right? We call it first, best only, right? So literally write these things out. What did you do first in your market? Well, maybe you were the first agent to uh, do XYZ pre-inspection, or you're the first agent to uh, do three do tours or whatever it is, right? So what are the things that you did first? What are the things that only you do? Like I said, what are your onlys? And then what are you the best at? What do you think, if you're honest with yourself, you're better at most agents at, uh, you know, I don't know, negotiating multiple offer situations or... Uh, staging homes or strategic pricing or selling townhomes and community X, like first best only, and literally figure out what those things are and then highlight that. Yeah, that's that's a super great example. And just spending some time to look in yourself. And like you said, just just really analyzing what you're the best at and, and show that off. You know, I've said this numerous times on the podcast. I think one of one of the things that, you know, we can all do a better job at as realtors is showing off and really um, not even showing off, but just being better at talking about what we do and and why we do it to the best that we can, why we're realtors, why we are the home buying experts. You know, I think that's always something that that we can do better at and do more of. One of the things, too, I love that that um, you talk about, Brian, in both your work at 1000 Watts and um, what you're going to be speaking about at the um, summit is consumers and what we can learn from them by studying them and their behavior. Um, what can we learn from them and how can we apply it um, into our day-to-day business? Well, I think, and I'll answer your question by way of referencing something you just mentioned, which is why, why do we do what we do? I think we've been focusing too much saying we I've never sold real estate. <laughs> Me neither. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been around this business a long time and I know many my wife's a my wife's a realtor. Okay. So 
I'm immersed in it, but I've never done it. Okay. Admittedly. Uh, what I have seen many realtors do, and I've seen many real estate brokerage companies do, is to focus on the why, right? There was that famous book by Simon Sinek, Start With Why. And, you know, for like five years, everybody said, what's your why? What's your why? Okay, fine. You figure out your why. But I don't think that's right. I think what's really important is your how, okay? Because if, if you're a realtor and you start talking about why, I deliver the dream of home ownership. Okay, great. That's what the other 10,000 people in your city who are practicing real estate, are, they will also say that, right? And, and that's true, right? That, that's a true statement. So your why. Your why is internal. Where we have found consumers really are A, in the dark, and B, want more is how. How does this thing work, okay? So if you think about the things you do as a listing agent or a buyer's agent, the dozens, if not hundreds, of small but important things that go into successfully navigating your client through to closing, it's pretty astonishing. And focus on that. How do you do what you do? Because you're hiding it. You say, well, I'm a great negotiator. I will do marketing. Pretty much all the same marketing everybody does. What are the little things that are the meat of how you do this thing that you do, focus on that because the truth is, and we do a lot of survey research with home buyers and sellers, a thousand miles, tons of it. And people are kind of clueless. <laughs> they don't know how the magic happens. And if they knew all of the things that go into getting to closing, well, A, they might value it more and value the practitioner, the realtor more. And B, I have never heard a home buyer or seller say, my realtor over-communicated with me. I wish they wouldn't have done that. We see always, again and again, I always want to know where I'm at, what comes next, what just happened that got done, right? So map it out. Boom, 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 right? You know, you know the, you know the stuff. And the more that you can share that about how you do it, I think that's more important than focusing on why you do it. Why you do it is what motivates you personally and sort of is your interior mission. The how is the important. The how is kind of how, how, the how is how you're selling yourself, right? I mean, that's what is going to make a consumer care. You know, and I always go back to this question of the so what. Like you said, so what you want to make the, you know, home ownership dream come true. That's great. You know that. Yes, that's a, that's a wonderful mission and a wonderful, you know, thing that gets you out of bed every morning. But so what? You know, what does that mean to to the client or what does that mean to um, whoever you're trying to get to get business from? And from what I'm hearing you say is that's how you do it is through finding your how and really explaining and selling that. That's how you do it. Like, I'll just give you one example from our market. I know, you know, how how this works varied by market. I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. You know, it was a tough time to be a buyer. Still is, right? Things have slowed down a little bit. It's still a seller's market. But, you know, the, the listing agent will pull together a disclosure packet with all the stuff, right? All the pest report, everything, right? You know, the buyer agent, if the seller, if the if their buyer's interested, will get the disclosure report. Well, you know, the market's been so hot here and so fast for so long, a lot of buyer's agents didn't even bother to read the disclosure reports and just pass them on to their clients. 
Okay, well, if you're a very diligent realtor working with buyers and you comb through to the disclosure packet and you know how to pick out the things that may be material to your buyer in contemplating this house, that's of immense value. That is all the expertise you bring to the table as a realtor being put to work to benefit your buyer. Now, like nobody thinks to like say, this, this is part of what I do for you. I, it's a hundred details like that that make a good agent a good agent. And nobody uses that in their marketing. That's so true. And it's so important. And it's it's the reason why someone would hire a realtor, you know, because they could just say, I'll go through this process by myself and I can figure it out. And I, you know, don't need, you know, a realtor to go through this process, but that is why they do. And I think that is so important to remind, um, you know, consumers and and your clients that you're working with is why they need you um, and why you are a critical part in their home buying or selling process. Well, I'll tell you, Allison, this this gets even more, this 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 notion of you're not telling your story, you're not sharing the how, and therefore you're undermining your value. We did a survey about three months ago of a thousand home buy- recent home buyers nationwide. Recent. They bought within the last three years. And we asked them, do you know how your agent got paid? One in five said, I have no idea. So agents kind of don't like to talk about the money parts. They're like, you're harming yourself. People don't value what they think doesn't cost them something. So it's um, it's a huge area of opportunity. Absolutely. It goes it goes back to the point about being better at, at sharing what we do and, and why we're worth the cost associated with it. And you're, you're so right. Before we wrap up here, um, Brian, I just kind of want to know some final advice that you have for realtors working in this ever-changing environment. I know, you know, you've mentioned, you know, we're in the seller's market, but that might be switching here soon. Um, Who knows what is going to happen uh, with the economy? As we mentioned earlier, I'm sure things will be different again by the time um, this episode gets released. And certainly by the time um, we are at that broker summit, what advice do you have for realtors just as things are constantly moving, shifting and shaking, um, especially, you know, knowing where we are today and where we could be heading? The, the fundamental problem at the heart of the real estate industry as it is for agents and brokers is loyalty. This industry has a huge loyalty problem. Uh, the National Association of Realtors, and maybe you've done some of this at Ohio, does these surveys every year and they rate, you know, realtor satisfaction. And the great news is, is most people at the end of a transaction, as many as 90% say, hey, my realtor is great. I would refer him or her to others. Wonderful. It's a win. But then this research is done over time. And you see that as many as 80 or 90% of those 80 or 90% of people who are happy, then use somebody else other than that realtor they love the first time, the next time. In a, in a time when the industry is going through a slowdown, transaction volume is going to be down this year. And all of these big companies doing it differently are going to take some production off the table. Loyalty is everything. So as I often say, you know, love the ones you're with. So we have a horrible loyalty problem in this business. And success in the future is contingent upon solving that problem. 
holding on to those people you got now, right? Working on those relationships, um, staying in contact with them. You know, as you mentioned, not anyone has said I want to hear less <laughs> during my process from my from my realtor. So yeah, you're right. You're working with those clients that you do and, and finding a way to make them long term, I think is a great, great bit of advice and great Great way to set yourself up for success. So I am so excited, Brian, to hear more from you and to dive into this a little bit more. Here's some more um, examples and exercises um, that you'll share with us at your presentation up here, up and coming at the Broker Summit in October. So super excited for that. And thanks so much for um, sharing uh, what you did today. And I hope those of our listeners who will not be able to attend the Broker Summit um, got something out of this. Um, So this was really great. Thanks so much for joining me, Ryan. Oh, you bet, Allison. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to seeing some or a lot of you, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully a lot of you uh, join us in October. It is October 17th and 18th um, in Columbus, Ohio for the annual Broker Summit. Um, I believe this is the fourth or fifth consecutive year um, that we've been having our Broker Summit. So super excited for that. Super excited to have Brian there, hear more about where we are today and and how to succeed in these strange times. He's going to dive way more into what we went through um, here today, but really excited, looking forward to it. You can register now by visiting ohiorealtors.org. Go under the events section and you will find the Broker Summit. All the details, registration information, and presenters like Brian will be on that website. So definitely check it out. If you haven't, get registered. We will see you there. Thank you guys for listening. We'll speak to you next time. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. Hey, Ohio Realtors, register now for the fourth annual Broker Summit happening October 18th in Westerville, Ohio. Plus, make sure to join us for the all new Team Summit happening the day before the Broker Summit. That's right, two straight days of learning and networking just for you. Don't miss out on this important opportunity. Register today by visiting ohiorealtors.org.